Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire! Another episode, uh, more playoff games, more news, coaches being fired, teams being sold, and of course, I got my guys with me. Mike still got Daniel House back there, even though they just got, you know, lost two games in a row. You might be the exact opposite of PL right now. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> No, I, I wouldn't say all that. I think it was just, <laughs> you know, he he's not the best free throw shooter out there. It's Daniel House at the line late game. Mm-hmm. I, but, you know, the background is not looking so good right now because we don't got everything set up. But I'm going to have to, you know, we're we going to change that. We're going to put somebody new up for the next day. Mm-hmm. And she watch. I'm going to prove the curse wrong. Okay. What's wrong with your setup? Well, I, I was lacking. I fell asleep without charging my battery. It's a shame. They sent they sent them like six batteries each, and he ain't got one of the batteries charged. That is so crazy. Somebody else going going through the same thing? I think so. D Mills, man, what's up, bro? First of all, you switch from Damian. I mean, you switch from CJ Guard and LeBron to Luca. Yeah. What's the reason behind that? Luca's a monster. He just came out and gave us forty point triple double on a bad leg. I mean, he deserves some recognition. He got to oh, do more than that. He's gonna get a lot of recognition on this show today. Um, but what made you switch up from what from what you had? You had that one background for the whole series, and now you switching up on them. I just felt like it was time for a new change of scenery. Mm, new That's change all. of scenery. He switching a teams. New team. I knew teams. I knew teams. Oh, oh, no, no, no. I. That's not what I meant. So I is, is the Lakers series over, Derek? In your mind? Yeah. Okay, I like the honesty. We don't know about Dame, right? He had an MRI that was inconclusive. But, I mean, even with Dame, they ain't been looking great the last couple games. Keep it a buck. Um, well, he, had, last, he had, like, 11 points. Didn't, yeah, didn't really impact the game at all. And the last we got, Pierre got pandemic P, playoff P, whatever. Trying to get him a little boost. My favorite thing to call George him Paul. is George Paul. George Paul. They, they, Paul. Say, uh, they say I got, I got something going on. Um, put a dude back here and they – they see it, they feel the vibration, and they they take over. The last one was LeBron, I think, and he ended up having his best game of the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, and then before that, I had Luca, I had Dame, Dame fifty one fifty one point performance, Devin Booker. Um, so it's it has been a trend, and I listen to the fans. The fans are the ones that even told me it was a trend. I have forgot some of the people that I put back here, but then I literally, seriously, in all seriousness, I get DMs of people requesting. Uh, people from their teams to be back here um and the the after the lebron game it really got crazy but um why are people so superstitious i don't know i'm not even a superstitious person i just i i just got a trend going so i'm gonna keep i'm gonna keep it going i think paul george is the best case right here it he's either going to magnify it or he's going to dumb down my shit you know what i mean like if he comes out and has eight points again then my shit is is dover but if he comes out and has a 30 30 point game then it just it keep, we just keep it going so it's just a, a perfect time to say do we keep this going or do we slow it down um and i still have dallas at seven so i'm hoping that he explodes to keep my trend going but just in a losing effort hmm. so bada boom bada bang we can start off there then let's start off with um with that series uh dallas ends up winning last game no christos porzingis L- luca um has an ankle league. injury Came to Everything was decision. And who was that guarding him? I mean, he was a lot of defenders on him. Oh, right there. That's 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 uh, oh. Morris. No, 
on my picture. Oh, is your picture. Oh, that's Dora Finney Smith. That's Dora Finney Smith. Yeah. Yeah, that's Dora Finney Smith. Yeah. Damn, why the hell that jersey look like a U and an A? Equality, baby. Oh, equality. Yeah. My boy. <laughs> so now, he's in that picture as well. So if he go off for a 50-point game out of nowhere. <laughs> no, I'm just telling you. But, yeah, so so we had that series um, or that game. It looked very bad for the Dallas Mavericks very, very early. They were down by, like, 20 at one point. 21, I think, was the highest. And then uh, Luka started making magic happen. And the surrounding pieces, bro. Luka, of course, Luka had the 40-point triple-double. hit the game winner. He was the all of that. But we got to give a lot of love to his surrounding pieces because everybody came to play. There was a possession late in that game where it's like, I don't know how many seconds is on the like actual clock, but on the shot clock, it's like 20 seconds left. And Tim Hardaway Jr. come up court and pull up for three. Like, that's a terrible shot in Paul George's yeah. words. It's not a good shot. But it went in, and he has the confidence to take those shots. Trey Burke off the bench. I'm st- I keep saying this, but the fact that the 76ers released Trey Burke to keep raw NATO, and Trey Burke is out here hooping like he is, is crazy. Um, and it's just everybody stepped up defensively. Dorfinny Smith, as you can see, he doing what he doing in Pandemic P. Um I'm going to stop calling them that. I'm just going to keep calling them Paul Joyce because that's so disrespectful to me. But everybody just stepped up, and now it is a 2-2 series when it could easily be a 3-1 series. Yeah, and I, I, you see the issue that you brought up multiple times is that they keep switching. And for the game winning play, they switched Reggie Jackson on the Luka when Kawhi could have fought through, and it cost them big. That's a big shot from Luka, especially from a dude that's 21 years old. That's spectacular you just stole all my tweets right there i just stole all your tweet you just stole all my tweets all everything you just said was just strictly off the klt for a q twitter page the switches has been a big thing in this series for the clippers well, which I, 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 gave, I said you said i said you saw what mm. you brought up late mm. in that game mm. what was the other tweet? just just how magnificent he is at the age of 21 and that's not exclusive to my twitter page but it was you know what i'm saying it yeah. did come off my twitter page Cause he was killing them late, late in that game. He was killing them. We no mentioned this a couple. We mentioned this a couple times, but Reggie Jackson, he's always been kind of getting cooked, man. And they had a chance late in that game because they had that foul to give, and they fell. They could have substituted a better defender in, but I'm with what y'all said, man. They they gotta have some pride at the end of the day, man. Y'all got you know defensive player of the year type wings. Y'all gotta get out there and play some D, man. Forget the switch. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if I'm Kawhi Paul George, I'm not switching. I'm fighting through. I think it's easy said and done as far as getting over the screen or just handling that, but I think they should have. I don't know. They should have. They made know it. who's getting the. They know who's getting the ball. Exactly. They should have made who's the way the to where, um, to where he's being guarded by one or the other. But I think that's also good coaching. Um, whoever Reggie Jackson is guarding, go set the screen. Yeah, so, that's what they did all game. Yeah. Um, you can't. It's just certain things. It's it's just easier said than done. It's just that's just what it is, and um. Luca is the type of player where he, he he's making that shot. You know what I mean? Like that was just a magnificent shot. Um, Reggie Jackson hurts them in other ways that I don't even want to get into because he's just Reggie Jackson. There's no expectation, but point guard play is crucial. But Luca's been killing them all game. I mean, all series. He's been doing this all series. That that, that was just the one with the shot. Um, but for them to win this game without Porzingis, I think that's where is the that's the big thing because now it's tied. Um, you've given them extreme confidence, and now they're going to be even more confident with their guy. And the, the Clippers, as good of a team they are, that has to hit them somewhere. I'm not saying it's going to shake they, all of their confidence or just shake them as a team, but, I mean, to lose that game without Chris Dabbs-Prazingis when you had a 21-point lead and Luka's on a bad ankle and you could have went up 3-1, 
that's a, that's a bit of a stinger. So, um, I, I'm I'm still riding with Dallas and seven, and I that's the reason I picked them is with, with uh, y'all started off saying what KB started off saying is they're surrounding pieces. I, I love the confidence that Rick Carlisle has installed in a lot of these guys. Um, Seth Curry is playing the best basketball we've ever seen in his career. Tim Hardaway Jr. was was a uh, was a guy that was uh, not playing nowhere near his contract. The Knicks were stupid to give him that money, and now he's playing um, somewhat near his money. He's he's playing with some type of worth. Uh, same thing with Maxi Claver. Like, he's played, and I think we went on Xbox party saying he played some good defense on Kawhi. Kawhi made the shots, but you got to yeah. respect the effort and, and the contest that he got up on some of those shots. And that was another one. I didn't like Kawhi's shot at the end. How did y'all feel about that shot that he had to, to kind of win it? It was bad. He get the ball six seconds, top of the key, and then not used to that from him. Until it was like yeah, two he like seconds took three left. seconds to just like look at the clock, and then yeah. then he made his move. I'm like, what is he doing? Yeah, yeah. I mean, but again, it's one of those shots that like if it goes in, you can't really complain. But yeah, you, you definitely expect him to try to make a move way earlier than two seconds left in, on the clock. Yeah, you just build a defense now. If he got deeper, I would have been a little bit more scared. But when I saw him like drift off in that that longer area, I was like, oh, I think he's gonna miss it. But if that mid-range little area where he's just a little bit closer, that shot, I don't I don't really see him miss that shot too often. Yeah, he, he he's automatic and he got that strength to where he just puts a little body up on you and then he fades away and it's basically an open shot at that point. But to answer your question about how the Clippers should be feeling right now, I think that they're not shaking up, but they're definitely like, okay, we got to definitely tighten up. And they're probably got the magnifying glass a little bit on Paul George. Because I remember after remember after the game, Kawhi was saying that, you know, we can win without him shooting or shooting the way he is. But, I mean, you got to look at it like, I mean, if he shoots just probably a little bit better, they could probably be, you know, a lot um, more successful in the series, probably up 3-1 or something like that. Yeah, Paul and Paul yeah. George has been talking, man. I, I want to see him be successful. But, like, his post-game interviews just kind of pissed me off. The, the I'm not James Harden thing from a couple games ago. This time he he won't give Dallas credit for playing good defense. And then yo, it, yeah. yeah, what's Pe- up? People were saying that we overreacted to that. I don't think I think we read that the right way. He he said it, well, it. We didn't we didn't make it like it was a craziest story ever. We just said that he what he said, which is like it's just weird to bring James Harden's name into the conversation in a series where he has nothing to to do about it. That's exactly. all. It's just yeah, James Harden didn't respond yet, right? There's no reason for him to respond. Yeah, he got his own thing. He got to worry about. We'll talk. We'll talk about that. Um, but then people are like digging up old stuff that Paul George has said in post game interviews when he was in Indian Indianapolis when he played for the Pacers. I guess C.J. Miles ended up taking a game winning shot and missing it. And then in the post game interview, he was like, "I gotta be the one to take that shot, C.J." Like just stuff like that. And I don't. I didn't. Wa- I don't get to see the play. I don't know what the play ended up or how C.J. ended up with that ball. But just like. Sure, you probably should end up with that shot, but that's not something you say to the to the media instead of like yeah. pulling CJ to the side. Like, man, I got you know I got to get that ball. I'm I'm PG thirteen. That's that's so old though. Why it is so it? old? But, but but the reason I'm bringing it up is because it's just we just continue to see this trend that was from like four years ago, and here we are in 2020. It's very similar stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. I, I don't hope, think he's throwing nobody under the bus with the Clippers though. He just no he, he's saying is not that far off. The James Harden thing. It was weird. The thing that pissed me off was the ice because you said you were healthy. You haven't been as healthy in years. Now you got the ice back on the mm-hmm. shoulder. I don't really like that. And then he's right. If he makes certain shots that we're accustomed to see him make, the, the series is different in some way, shape, or form. It is different. Um, I still got them losing the series because shit. 
they still lost without Chris Porzingis. So adding Chris Porzingis don't make it an automatic win, but I, the the Mavericks can play with them. Whether yeah. Paul George is going or not, they can play mm-hmm. with them, and they gonna need uh they gonna need they gonna need some 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 shots to be missed by the Mavericks uh, more than anything because Paul George. Yeah, I think they're shocked. Do you think they're shocked that they are able that the Mavs are actually able to play with them at this high level? Do you think they're like stunned by it, or do you think they walked in there knowing that they were going into a dogfight? I think they. I mean, I mean, this is the greatest offense of all time statistically. Yeah. So, and I think they know that, right? They didn't come in thinking that this is going to be a normal one seven or oh, two seven because of the way things are. That the Western Conference eight playoff teams are not like any eight playoff teams we've seen recently, you know. So mm-hmm. I don't think they came in thinking like, oh, we about to beat them in four. Um, it's just shots ain't really falling at this point. Defense ain't looked as good as we thought it should, considering all the pieces they have. And when you add those two together, you got some else. I think they walked into game four like that. He's hurt. No Chris Stapps. They got that lead early. Mm-hmm. I think they walked into the game four like that. Yeah, yeah, I, bro. I was. Uh, I think it was the Billy Donovan post game interview for for his from his game. But he was like, people kind of forget like how quick and how many shots go up in the game now. Like those 10, 15 point uh, deficits, they're they're like probably five de- or five point deficits compared to what they used to be. You know, nobody wants to be down that much, but hey, a couple of shots and you right back in it. And right. we all know basketball's a game of runs. And with the offense at the Mavericks, Scott, you know, you, you can't sleep. You're going to have to tighten up. You can't give them those open shots because, you know, they can get as high, uh, as quick as anybody. Yeah. It's just kind of crazy that they have all these good wing defenders and Luka's still just being the same Luka from the regular season. Yeah, I mean, special player. Special player makes special plays, man. It's just the way it is. Um, let's get to a couple series that have ended. Uh, we had Toronto finishing their sweep on the – the Brooklyn Nets, um, not really much to say there because, you know what I'm saying, we kind of all expected it to go 4-5, or five, whatever, whatever. Um, but the big yeah. thing about the Brooklyn Nets is we're here is that they have their eyes on Greg Popovich. I don't know how realistic it is that they end up with Greg Popovich, but it's been a big story from Shams that um, that Kevin Durant and Greg Popovich have this nice relationship and they may be willing to try to pry him away from the Spurs. Now, that's kind of weird considering you know, Greg Popovich has been there for 25 years or so. And, but Greg Popovich ain't really here for no rebuild, and that's kind of the way that the Spurs are going. So what are y'all thinking about the rumors of Greg Popovich and the Brooklyn Nets? If it can happen, that would be, that would be cool to see. But realistically, in my mind, I woke up and saw it like a couple of days ago and was just like, well, everybody would want a Greg Popovich. <laughs> um, and I'm not – who's to say he's not here down for a rebuild? Maybe he's just down for whatever the Spurs need from him until it's time for him to not do it no more. I don't know. Um Shoot for the stars, though. The Nets ain't wrong. Try at, at the at the least. What he's gonna do? Stay with the Spurs? Fine. But I think they, I thought retirement was like a real option after this season. Yeah, yeah. That's, but I thought like, how... why wouldn't he take a shot to go compete for a championship with a Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and a team with all those young, nice pieces that could fit? I think he's a good coach for that team, especially when you got two headstrong guys like Kyrie and Kevin Durant. They you got think that's a, that's a person that Greg Popovich is. To just leave no. what he's building to go just ch- ch- chase a ring as a coach. Especially no, when no. he doesn't have a reason to chase. What does mm-hmm. it do for his legacy if he like it really doesn't he's already cemented. And if he goes there and loses and it's a shit show because of the characters that's it could possibly be in that locker room, it like that could also be a thing. Greg Popovich does shit a certain way. He going to that locker room and Kyrie is on some shit that Kyrie can sometimes be on, and Durant is 
reacting to certain things he shouldn't be reacting to. And now Craig is like, bro, I'm used to Tim Duncan and Mono. I'm not, <laughs> I wasn't cut for all of this. Either way. Think, go no, no, I was going to say crazier things probably could happen. You never know what he's thinking at this time, but I always figured that he probably just retired with the Spurs once it was all said and done. That's what I, Like that's his what legacy, his, his legacy is, you know, so cemented in. I mean, probably almost perfect, as as perfect as you can get for a coach, you know, especially for a franchise and how much he's won and the, the wings he's got. So why even just, like, you know, mess with it at all? Yeah. Uh, then the other sweep that was completed is the Boston Celtics ended up completing their sweep on the 76ers. A couple days later, Brett Brown gets fired. And right as we started the show, Elton Brand said he has no plan to even look at offers for Joel and Ben Simmons. So they're going through their own little thing over there in Philly. Um, we kind of saw this one coming, right? Last time we talked, it was already a 3-0 series. We kind of all just threw Philly to the side because they didn't want to really play like that. Um, I don't really got much to say. We already talked about, about this series enough, I feel. That even is still disappointing. Uh, we saw it coming after it was 3-0. But, shit, I knew I knew we picked – me and Mike picked the underdog and it would be a high chance for him to win the, the series at all. But to get swept, I never would have guessed that. I mean, that, that was ridiculous. Uh they got to change a lot to me. Not something. A lot of shit got to change besides the coaching. They just, like you said, they just didn't want to play. And that shit is weird because they had, even in the game that they lost the very first one, they had like a chance to win. So I thought that was going to give them some more life. Like, oh, we actually can keep up with them. And then Gordon Hay will get hurt. It was a lot of things that would have just boosted the confidence of a lot of other teams that didn't for them. And then on top of that, um, Brad Brown just really couldn't make the adjustments that Brad Stevens was. And that was one of the telling things about the 76ers is that um, the first two quarters, they're always a very solid team. But then after halftime, the last two quarters, if you look at their ratings, they drop significantly because he's going and he's getting outcoached because he's not making adjustments. And that's those are facts. That's not my opinion. Those are numbers that you can go look up. There's an entire article about the 76ers and them firing uh, Brad Brown and a lot of information about the X's and O's standpoint with him is in there. And I don't think he's a too I don't think he's a terrible coach, but with that team, he wasn't able over the years to make the proper adjustments after the first two quarters, which is where a lot of coaches are going to make the adjustments, especially a Brad Stevens. Yeah. I think you got to work with what you got in a lot of those circumstances. And I mean even opportunities to play like four kind of Kirk Miles more and stuff like that. But you just have to figure out a way to put the ball in your best player's hand. There should never be a game where Joel Embiid has 22 in the first half and finish the game with 28. Like, I, he's going to have to put up the shots. As the best player in your team, I don't care if he misses all, like, all of them. He's going he gonna to have to be getting those shots because that's the best way you're going to have to win. You know, you can't really depend on the, the supporting cast that they have to carry you. You know, Tobias. Yeah, I feel like there was a lot of possessions where they weren't even, like, giving Joel Embiid the ball. I feel like he's that type of player where – he needs to touch the ball damn near every possession when he's in the game. You got to run your offense quickly through him, especially when he's the most dominant player on the court. Everything has to go through him, whether it's at the elbow, whether it's on a block. Every play, I feel like when he's on the court, it has to he has to touch the ball. I agree with that. I also think he needs to take some responsibility in that as well. I think he needs to get into uh, I'm a dominate type shape. I don't think he was in that type of shape. I'm just keeping it a buck. Joel's so weird because he came into the season. Y'all remember uh, in his preseason interviews, he's like, I had a couple goals. His goal was MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, best record in the league, and championship. And he struck out on all of them and wasn't close on any of them. Like, literally wasn't in MVP conversations, Defensive Player of the Year conversation, none of that. 
Like he he sets these bars for himself, which he should do because he has the type of potential. But then three games to the season, he's like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to try to block this shot. I'm just going to stand to the side, you know? So it's just, it's a lot of things going on. Obviously, Elton Brand and the NBA kind of messed up the process. And then um, Brett Brown is running four or five pick and rolls where Al Horford is the ball handler and Joel Embiid is, a, is the role man. Like it's just, it's a lot of stuff. And I feel for Philly fans to an extent just because everything has been wrong about this team over the past seven years. I mean, last year's different. Last year's different. They were very Elton close. Elton Brand's running hot too, man. Yeah, but you know how that works. GMs don't usually get on the hot seat. That's the things that are like on fire, on fire. That to me, that shit is damn near a little bit on fire. I wouldn't superly overreact, but they are long. They are long, to me, they're a long way from where they should and want to be. Realistically, yeah. who's taking Al Horford's contract? Like I'm seeing that in our buddy. Five Nobody. ways Philly can reach right. it. Who's taking Al Horford's contract, my guy? And the more I think about it, last year seemed like it was the almost the perfect year for them with Jimmy Butler and JJ Redick. I don't really know how much how, how your roster gets better after that. And credit to that, I'm not saying that that was a disappointment or that was a failure because they lost on the doink to doink. They went game seven with the champions and lost on that shot. Uh-huh. But after that is why I'm saying Elton Brand would have to be on the hot seat because you go from that to signing Al Horford and Tobias Harris to, to a shitload of money. But then also on top of that, you lose – not just Jimmy Butler, but also J.J. Redick, who is very instrumental. Like, J.J. Redick has more value with the Sixers than a lot of other places or a lot of other people because Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid need somebody that can create that gravity. Um, I'd easily take J.J. Redick over Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson for that team. Easily. Yeah. Easily. They had one of the the best pick and rolls in the league last year. J.J. and uh, Joe Joe Wett. They had one of the best pick and rolls in the league. I'll take that Mm -hmm. anytime. JJ just has too much of a, of a shooting gravity for you to to ease up, and and that that's just a big blow. And then to not only lose him, but you really don't get anything that's close to a replacement shooting wise. They didn't get nothing that's even in the ballpark of shooting with him, like nothing. They didn't even try to replace his shooting. They like you know how people like like Kyle Korver. It you know Kyle Korver obviously isn't Kyle Korver from years ago, but you know you'll see teams like the Bucks and Cavs that win and go. They'll go get like a guy who's known for at least shooting. Like at least he's known. Ursan Ilyasova. Players like I mean, that. Like, literally, I'm pretty sure Bellinelli was on the market. It wasn't Bellinelli because it's the first time. was on the team last year. Yeah, he was a he was a buyout player for them, and that's why we like, oh snap, they even got more shooters. Mm-hmm. And then did he have a he hit like a game winner? Well, like didn't the confetti come that was, down? That was two years. That was ago. two years ago. Okay, because I just that, I like that team a lot too. Who did they have on that team? Because that was before Tobias. Ursan er- er- was on that team. He was a buyout Bell- guy too. Bellinelli, Ben, Joel. What year? Would that, that would be 2018. 2018 76ers. Because I'm that curious. That wasn't that bad. Markel was still on that team. Uh, oh, Robert Covington and them guys was on that team. Duh. Robert Covington and Dario, Dario Saric. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. That team wasn't bad, man. They would they they just needed a little patience. They got tired of Dario real quick, man. That's why the process was going the right direction. Yeah, facts definitely was. They won fifty two games this year, and they wasn't absorbing that much money. So you could have kept Dario yeah. and Robert whilst just adding one more guy, like Robert. I mean, like uh, Tobias Harris probably isn't that bad on that type of team because you got a lot of people filling up the holes for him. 
this is another one of those situations. I was listening to JJ Reddick's podcast and he had Jason Tatum on. They were talking about this series. If you add up like all the scores from this series, it was a five game series where Boston won at five. But if you add up all the scores, I think they only won the series by like two points. Like it was a two point differential. That's how, how close this whole series yeah, was. Yeah, that series was close. Obviously, because yeah. we said Bellinelli at the game winner and stuff like that. And, and that's what yes, Jason Tatum tried to dunk on uh, Embiid and he missed and he said, uh, he this, said, this is Mike when Terry Rozier was the top 10 point guard and stuff. Oh, man. Yeah, this seems good. This seems oh, that's what, yeah, Tatum said, you lucky. You lucky. I got that video still on my Twitter. Yeah, this, random Celtic fans every once in a while find a way to go retweet that. This game is fun. Either way, um, not Philly talk. I guess we'll talk about them more in the offseason once they hire a coach or anything like that. Let's talk about one of the other games from that night, um, Denver Nuggets versus Utah Jazz, a dog fight between two two very high-scoring guards. We have 51 from Donovan Mitchell and 50 from Jamal Murray, and the Utah Jazz take a 3-1 lead on the series, man. It could easily be – series could be over right now. You know, that first yeah. game went into overtime. Donovan Mitchell was the hottest player in basketball, shooting like 60% from the field, 50% from three, and like 99% from the free throw line. Like, he is killing the game. Uh, another good Mike Conley game, his second game back. It's just it's just Denver has literally no defensive answers for, for Donovan Mitchell. And then when they do, like, kind of ice him, he just dishing it off to, to Rudy Gobert for a dunk. It's just like they... Denver, the Denver Nuggets have no defense, and that's mostly because they're missing two of their better wing defenders. Yeah. Um, this is the Donovan Mitchell we want to see on a consistent basis. You know, every time Donovan Mitchell has a game, people ask me, uh, is he better than Devin Booker now? What did he have to do? He has to play like this consistently. It's just that simple. Like, this, he's playing extremely good, but this is not the Donovan Mitchell we, we consistently have seen. And that's why I was saying game two of the series could be a, a, a career-defining moment for him. And even if he never gets to that level where he's better than Devin Booker, so what? That's also a thing. Like, he doesn't have to be better than Devin Booker to be a good player. It's yeah. a lot of, like, Trey Young may never hit Luka's level, but you're trying to tell me Trey Young is a bum? No. The Hawks are cool with what they're doing. And Luka's a super – you don't have to be at other people's level that you're competing against. It's just that yeah. uh, on a consistent basis, we see a version of Devin Booker that does – how do, how do we people. always end up talking about that? Because, we don't have to talk about D-Book. No, because they, that's, what they, that's what they do. And that's the point I'm making is that we don't always have – that's what I said yesterday. We don't always have to. But the difference is this version of Donovan Mitchell isn't the one that we get every time. I know we don't have to talk about Devin Booker every time. I don't want to talk about a guy that's not even in a bubble. <laughs> I, I, think, I think the I think, people are always in the fucking commons doing it, then shit, that's why. It's very simple. I hate when people act like they know basketball but miss very simple things. Like, that's why, motherfuckers, because what he's doing now is not what we see from him on a consistent basis. But I love it. And I just wish that my only wish in this series, even though I did, we, I think we all picked Denver, my only wish, though, is that we consistently got the Donovan Mitchell versus Murray matchup. Because when we get it, it's exciting to yeah. say, man. It's exciting. Exactly. I, I was going to say, this, is gonna, this has been one of my, like, favorite series to watch because anytime it's close it's been like back and forth then maybe it's because it's no defense but jamal murray and donovan mitchell i could definitely see them like in the future uh and just playoff games going against each other where whether it be like a four or five matchup or, or something like that but um i just figured out what i was about to add on to that <laughs> but um yeah this this is just like the perfect matchup for the dad to seem like because no matter who's in the game Nobody can keep up with them in the pick and roll. It's just that simple. And Rudy Gobert is doing Rudy Gobert type things after game one. He's been really good, very solid. And then everybody around him has just got their confidence, they swagger going. So 
How, how much do y'all look at this team and think about the next round? Because, I mean, the series is not over, but when you're a 3-1 lead, statistically, you're probably going to win a series. Um, mm-hmm. So let's say uh, they do well, match up against Denver. Or, I mean, uh, they do match up against Dallas or they do match up against Clippers. Do y'all think they would have a, like, realistic chance of getting to the conference finals? I mean, they would go against better defenders, therefore. Yeah. With LA, with one of the teams bit. for sure. But like, yeah, with LA, I feel like it would definitely be tough, right? I don't know what Donovan Mitchell's, but he's Donovan Mitchell's averaging in this series, but he got to be averaging close to like thirty. He's averaging, like, he's averaging like forty points. I'm, I'm not seeing that against probably no LA team or nothing like that. Maybe he could do that against Dallas, but I know Dallas is. They're probably Dallas, 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 Dallas be a lot more offensively, top. offensively like firepower than than uh denver so you know what's so crazy though like i was thinking like for a guy like donovan mitchell i think in your mind you want to put like longer defenders on him right because he is a smaller guard he's like six one playing a two and but denver has done that jeremy grant has had the assignment for a lot of these games and he's getting his ass torched right so i'm looking at the denver or the i keep getting the mix up dallas lineup and like, okay, you could throw Doran Finney Smith on him, but if Jerry and Grant is getting his ass cooked, Doran Finney Smith is probably gonna get cooked. So like I I feel like that matchup would be so good if we saw Luca versus Donovan Mitchell, because they're the two hottest players in basketball at this point. You know, seeing those two guys go head to head um would be would be pretty <laughs> solid. And like But also just, you gotta look at the fact that um Porzingis would draw Gobert out the paint. The Porzingis. same thing about Jokic though. He's and, yeah. and Rudy Gobert's done a damn good job on Jokic. Oh, Mike is okay. We'll, Mike will be back eventually, I'm guessing. Um, but yeah, Rudy Gobert's played a very good game against uh, Jokic so far in the series. Jokic has had his moments. The game one was incredible, and this game he wasn't bad either. But they have contained him enough where they could get out of the series, and I think they could do the same thing for Porzingis um, because um, yeah, maybe, similar maybe, games offensively. Maybe I, guess. So. Uh, I think Porzingis is more comfortable shooting a three out there from uh, like. Just deeper. I've seen him launch some shit in this Clippers series that I was like, whoa, okay, KP. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like 30-some feet. Uh, yeah, and, per, and, and Jokic can shoot it, but sometimes, it may, maybe it's just me, but sometimes I'll be like, damn, it looked like he's hesitant. Like, he, And I guess it's probably because he's so pass first that he is looking to pass, and then it takes him a while to be like, okay. And then he also has like a slower release, which allows Rudy to come and type, type, try to get – this is Mike right here. He right. said he's trying to join back. Let me see. Um, is he in the waiting room? Let's hope so. So we he's get not on the waiting room not yet. This conversation. Um, but e- either way, yeah, yeah. Like the Denver Nuggets, they tried to switch it up, right? They started Monte Morris, and then they took Michael Porter Jr. out the lineup, and then put Jeremy Grant in, um, just because like they were they were looking for Michael Porter Jr. on the pick and roll, and that that's just the next step for Michael Porter Jr. We got to remember this is real first season of basketball, and it wasn't even a full season. Literally, um, yeah. He just start playing in a bubble. Right, right. He'll he'll really you know spend some time in the off season and learn the defensive rotations or whatever it is that he needs to know. Um, I mean, they need him to at the end of the day. I've even seen possessions like in that fourth quarter where they had Paul Millsap on Donovan Mitchell. Yeah, he got, he's the one that got the big block, and then Donovan Mitchell came back and gave him one in the face. It's like, uh, and then, he was like, get that shit out of here. Like, bro, he has 47 points right now. You can't he, like, talk to him. Down. That's just basketball shit <laughs> in the moment. I don't think he probably realized in the moment like he tortured us. I'm just, but, uh, yeah, as far as your question, I, if, you know, I can't count them out against whoever they play. The, the the brand of basketball that they're playing right now is just this is the playoffs. I mean, you you find a certain thing and you start rolling with it and you unlock certain, you know, uh, chesses in the mind or in the scheme and you get rolling and anything is possible, uh, especially with the way that the Clippers have guarded and defended against Luka. Mm. Even if they played against Denver, I mean, you want to on paper just say that they lock down Donovan Mitchell. 
But if that was the case, and I'm not, and I'm, I'm not saying that they're Donovan Mitchell is Luca, but still, he's he's playing in a Luca esque way um, since game game two. Uh, he's been like just letting the game come to him, and he's picking his moments and getting others involved. Him playing like that to me is just very dangerous. I can't count them out of any series if he's playing that way, and guys around him are are making shots like Jordan Clarkson, Mike Conley, as you just mentioned, last two games have been a lot better than what we got in the regular season. You got Rudy playing with like a chip on his shoulder and engaged. Um, so, I mean, if they're playing like that, they, they can not that they'll win, but shit, they can be able to hang with anybody, uh, as far as the next round sees itself. But, you know, there's also been moments in, in, in the, the jazz's history where they'll have like a, a great opening series and then they'll kind of run out of gas. Like I remember when they were the Rockets. It's usually the Rockets. It's usually just the Rockets in their history. Cause they, have, like, the, they have all the defenders to throw at Donovan. <laughs> That'd be a wonderful story if they could like meet. They could the be this year's different nuggets. Get it to the co- get to the conference final. Oh no, I'm sorry, Portland Trailblazers. Get to the conference finals. And-, and then if we see that, then I mean, yeah, I mean Donovan Mitchell's name is going to is going to rise because I mean that that would just be an incredible run without uh, Bogdanovich. His name would just have to rise in the rankings, and his respect will obviously go up um, if that's the case because that's he's a, been, that's man, a big jump. Yeah, he's been amazing. Like if, I was thinking about this, like if you had never watched basketball before. And the first time you were starting to watch basketball, there's Mike. Okay, I want Mike in here because this is actually, I'm so happy he's here. Hold on. I just added him. Mike, are you here? I think we'll see someone on the screen. Oh, okay. Well, I guess I'll finish my statement. Um, <laughs> if you had just started watching basketball at the beginning of this bubble, you have no prior history of anybody else, you would probably say that Donovan Mitchell is the best player in basketball based on the bubble and based on the playoffs. It'll probably be like Donovan uh-huh. Mitchell, Luca. Luca. Damian Lillard. Dame, but Dame has slowed down in the playoffs. Yeah. Devin Booker went eight and zero. So I mean, Devin Booker, right? Okay, there's there's Mikey. <laughs> TJ Warren. TJ <laughs> <laughs> Warren for a couple games. What's up, Mikey? Welcome back, man. Yeah, man. I feel like I just missed a lot. What y'all just? So about? okay, yeah. So I'm gonna t- say it again because I, I want. Um, if let's say you had never watched basketball before until the bubble, the first experience of basketball to you is in the bubble. Who would you say would be the best player in basketball in your eyes? Mm, I think it's probably Luka Doncic, Giannis. We didn't even mention Damian Lillard is up there too. Damian Lillard is probably up there too, and then, I mean, I guess right now LeBron James too after the couple of performances. That boy ain't named that boy at all. <laughs> Based on, I'm, t- I'm talking about the eight. We talk about the eight games of the bubble and the playoffs. Oh, LeBron ain't do nothing for six games in the in the bubble. He's just chilling. TJ Warren. But still ain't named the guy. We talking about Donovan Mitchell. He's averaging fifty in the playoffs, <laughs> and in, in the in the bubble games, he was averaging like thirty five. No, he's averaging thirty eight in the bubble games. So like you would yeah. you would see that and be like, okay, he's the best player basketball. But I love the adjustments he's made to his game since that that game one. Man, he's just been real, real, real good. Get he can get a shot at any time. Game he, one, it seemed like people just weren't making shots around him. Like he had to go into that that mode where it's like, okay, I got to do it, you know. Type oh, of also thing. in game one, he didn't have Mike Conley, so having Mike Conley there actually helps him settle also, down. He, like he, he said himself, he trusted his teammates more, so he don't have to score fifty-seven. Mm-hmm. It's about trust. Even when they miss shots, you still have to give them the right. If they're open, you still want to pass it. Mm-hmm. Now I know some people like to go to the extreme. Well, if he's over for nineteen, P, are you still going to make the? Pay? Come on, this is, I'm just saying, like in the midst of a game, if somebody has the, the, the right shot, you continue to give it to him, and that's that's trust. Trust yeah. isn't when he's three for three, you keep giving him the ball. Motherfucker, duh. Trust is when he's missed three in a row, hence Danny Green, Carl Will Pope. 
LeBron still throws you the ball. Hey, Danny Green coming around, though. You know, yes, he's, he start, is. he's starting to look good, man. Yes, let's let's is. get to those games from last night. We'll start off with the, with that one uh, since we're here. Derek had already switched his, his background, so he's uh, he's done with the series, I'm guessing. But Lakers take a 3-1. Uh, Dame does nothing, injures himself, and we don't know what his status is at this moment. Um, but LeBron, the last two games, have looked like the king again. Just You're dominating. Welcome, <laughs> he, he literally activated playoff mode and just had him look back. I, I'm just, I expected this from LeBron, but it just, it took a minute, I guess. And I did overreact from game one. That's who, that's who you game. are, though. Keep overreacting. It's cool. I like it. It's good for our show. <laughs> Bro, I, I, I was not ready. But I was not expecting Dame and CJ to play this bad these last two games. I thought they would at least be competitive. And well, like, you got to think about that. I didn't think the Lakers defended they just played nine straight playoff games before the playoffs actually started. They had to, like, play hard every single night until the playoffs. And now yeah. we get to the playoffs, they're gassed. Nurkic is gassed out there. Yeah. He's, he's done with. definitely out of shape. Yeah. He is not having yeah. the games that he was having in, a bu- in the bubble games. Because he got to yeah. deal with two bigs crashing the glass now. That's a fact. For majority of the time. Yeah, not only are they playing more, but they're also playing. Uh, they had to just put – they gave a lot of effort. Like, they were that, – that was my point. Like, if you have to do all of that to beat the Grizzlies – the workload on the Lakers automatically goes up. You had to, you needed a 20-20 game from Nurkic, 30 from Dan, 30 from CJ to beat the Grizzlies without Jared Jackson. That's a lot to, and, to and do. You know to what? Derek called me crazy when I said Lakers in five. You remember Bro, that? I went back. I was on Reddit like early this morning. I don't remember that. Why why'd you call him crazy, Derek? I had him as Because Derek just assumed that the Portland Trailblazers taking this to seven when we were doing our predictions. <laughs> I, I went back. I went back to game one on Reddit, and I was looking through the comments, and people were like, "Honestly, I see this going five or six for Portland. They <laughs> oh, got nobody that can guard Damian." That's re- now that's reactionary. Now it's probably Derek typing that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, one thing that just bothered that bothered me about yesterday, lightly though, um, is like like LeBron hit that deep deep shot, yeah. and people were saying logo logo LeBron. We can't just be adding logo in front of any name that hits a deep shot. You have to do that. You have to do it like, logo like consistently. You have to do it consistently. Yeah. And it wasn't even at the logo. He's like two, three feet in. Like, let's keep the logo for people hey, that's actually that's hitting cool. logo shots. Motherfuckers always diminishing Brian, right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, that shit, that shot cool, but honestly, I don't even want him taking that shot like that because I know that's <laughs> a high percentage shot. Man, take the that Blazers shot. The Blazers look bad in this game. The Blazers are not even when you have a dub. The last two games. Yeah, you have a dub. Practice. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the game started off like 17 0. 15 0. Bro, it was weird when yeah. it was 24. Well, when it went 24 8 in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, man. It always keeps appearing up. It, it always never fails to uh, show up. My so boy, it's, man. It's it's line, they, they need to never throw that starting lineup out there again. With Whiteside and Nurkic. And it's so funny because game one, Whiteside was great. Blocking shots. He was playing hard. Assisting, we ain't really got that. But that's just he super It's tough to do that eight games against uh, Anthony Davis. Well, it's true. Yeah. It's true. That's all we got to say. This series is virtually over. Let's move on to the next one. Another one that was over 4-0 sweep for the Miami Heat against the Indiana Pacers. They have looked very good um, in these four games. And even, you know, the bubble games before that, they have looked very good. Um, I love watching their team play. They slow things down, and they're one of the few teams in the league that is playing at, like, a slower pace. But they just have the personnel to be slower. 
and then they got these sharpshooters. I just everything about this team I really like. Um, and we had to start talking about maybe next episode about Bucks Miami Heat that we got to start talking about round two because it's coming up. And that's just that's just both series out east is gonna be tough to decide for me personally who mm-hmm. I who I have coming out and in how many games. Well, we can start with the one that we, we that's already, already scheduled for Thursday, which is the Boston Celtics versus the Toronto Raptors. Um, that's going to be a good one. I'm hoping. Uh, I got Toronto. I, I I have to take Toronto. They're just – I know Celtic fans are going to pretend like, oh, he's picking against us every time. Let's but that, that's when the Celtics are good. They when they did go to the conference finals, they were the underdog in every single series. So keep that, keep that. Is there an update on Kyle Lowry's injury? No, no, it has not been. I've but been I mean, for since, it. since it's since it's Thursday, he has a couple of extra days. It, it would have been like a few days. So I'm hoping he's good. Yeah, me too. Um, mm-hmm. People trying to, without him, the series is dramatically different without Kyle Lowry. Yeah, that's why I want to know. Trying to pull up the that. fact that they like fourteen and two, twelve and two when he doesn't play, but I'm not trying to hear that shit. I want no, Kyle Lowry. They definitely they need, they need Kyle Lowry. They gonna need him in the playoffs, but yeah. Uh, if I had and let's understand when we when me and Mike picked the Celtics in the last series, we didn't pick them as an underdog. We knew that they were we the favorite. Sixers as under. We picked the Sixers. Yeah. So I don't want I don't want Celtic fans to try to take the underdog route through these playoffs because no. I wonder if they. I wonder, like statistically, like we talk about Vegas, are they the underdog for next year? Probably, right? I think. I think. The, the oh, Raptors the Rockies, would they making it out the East. No, underdog in the series against, against the Raptors. The oh, against the Raptors. Yeah, I, I think they would probably be an underdog, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Especially since they're missing Gordon Hayward. I mean, they look damn good without. It's like Gordon Hayward didn't exist because after he went down, nothing has changed at all. <laughs> Nothing's changed at all. I still don't know, man. I still don't know. Who, who mm-hmm. I have in this? Series. I need, I, man. Come on, I need picks, man. I need. I, I need. I want to say, I want to say Raptors in six. I think the perimeter defense for the Raptors have been amazing all year, and they've been, they've done a pretty good job of shutting down players when they need to. Uh, so I'm, a, I'm gonna go with the defensive team, but the Celtics have just been amazing. Their wings, Jalen Brown and, and Jason Tatum, they've been just showing stuff, not just even offensively, but defensively as well. I'm gonna flip. A I coin. think I'm a. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Celtics. I'm gonna go out there. I'm gonna say Celtics. I think JT and Kemba. I think that duo. Kemba's looked amazing. Kemba's looked amazing, man. He's looked amazing. Yeah. Kemba so ain't seen three of them fleet. Why? Yeah. If this is if this lands oh on heads, God. if this lands on heads, I'll go Raptors in seven. If it lands on tails, I'll go Boston in seven. Raptors in seven. They landed on him. Why would you not just make your educated guess? My educated guess is that it's going seven and it's going to be a game winner, doink, 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 doink. For, I don't know who's shooting it. Pascal Siakam. <laughs> the same spot. That'd be hilarious. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> that would be wild, bro. Yeah, I don't I mean, they match up so well against each other, right? To, to a T. Offensively, defensively, uh, depth wise, coaching wise, we have two of the greatest coaches in the league right now going at each other. I just. Depth wise, I, 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 I don't know. The, I guess Tor- like, Toronto has depth. Toronto has the depth advantage. That is true. You're right. They have um, the depth. They have the size. Um, but JT is the most. Sel- I was going to say, the Celtics had the best player in the series with Jason Tatum. Yeah. Are you asking yeah. that? Basically, yeah. Uh, I mean, I tell think- me that. Don't ask me that. You know. I think that's true. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah. that's true. That's, that's true as hell. You know. He might so, know that. I mean, that that would be the only thing I guess the, the Raptors would lag because, I mean, their guy is Pascal Siakam, but we can see the difference to him really to, like, create their shot down the stretch. And be the I mean, it, Boston has, like, three all-star caliber players, right? 
and yeah. the Raptors have two. So maybe that's the deciding factor. You don't think Fred Van Fleet could sneak? <laughs> that that Raptor defense be just they just poor Zingas has been hey, all star caliber. Marcus All was an all star before. <laughs> all star defense. That, those are the same yeah, people. Yeah. You remember like that one roster LeBron had? They had like Derrick uh-huh. Rose on it, Isaiah Thomas uh-huh. on it. They like LeBron is playing with twelve of the all stars. They like, had D Wade on that when he was about to be on his last. Exactly, year. like the boys had an all star. Crazy time on Facebook. <laughs> like that was crazy, bro. Okay, I would have thought that, line, no, that Russell would have been crazy. No, I, but it let's did. count though. It was Kevin Love, LeBron, mm-hmm. Derrick Rose, I Little Isaiah, Thomas, Thomas, D-Wade, Wayne Wade. Um, I I it was somebody like deep on the bench, like twelfth man type thing. Who's like he's like oh, who, what roster? What year is that? Okay, I gotta go look it up. What year is that? Is that, that 20, 2014? Sure 2015? No. Am I going too far? Yeah, LeBron ain't been with the Cavs. I mean, the Lakers. For he that won long. his championship in 2016. He won his championship yeah. in 2016. It's so like 2017, 2018. Okay, let's see. Because uh, this is the second year with the Lakers. Okay, so it was 2018. Because this is the Derrick Rose year. Okay, so here we go. Here, here's who else was an All Star on this roster. Um, so it's LeBron. Cal Corver was an All Star. Cal oh. <laughs> Corver, uh, Kevin Love, Derrick Rose. Isaiah Thomas, Dwayne Wade. Those are the six all stars that were on all stars that were on this roster. Yeah. That's that, funny. Yeah, that's real funny. Um, but just 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 now, Porzingis has been downgraded to out for uh tonight's game. Damn. Downgraded to out. So is this still with just a knee soreness? Oh my um, god. It it just says knee, so yeah, I'm guessing. Then they run, they ran more tests on him, which is not a good sign that they had to run more tests after after the last injury. So tough. That's the other need too. Uh, next series we have OKC winning the last two games against the the uh, Houston Rockets. Damn, That's so hard for them to win a seven without Przingis, man. It's, it's be a best of three series now, anyway. Whoever yeah. wins. But uh, yeah, Houston uh, and, and OKC. This is what we expected, I think, when we first got this matchup. Um, I think we were like, this is one of the tougher ones to pick. And yeah, they started off two and zero, and you dropped two, and then Russell's not playing, and he can come back and kind of change the series if you want to look at it that way. Chris Paul is playing, motivated. Yeah, Schroeder playing, uh, stepping up his Beautiful. game. Beautiful, this yeah. I I picked OKC, but this is this is exactly what you expect from a four or five matchup. Um, it's just yeah. been real good basketball. I'm liking the way OKC has played, considering they were down two zero, and that just shows veteran leadership um, compared to a team like. Uh, a Denver team. Like if Denver went down 2-0, they probably would have got swept. Luckily, yeah. by the grace, they was able to pull out that uh that first overtime win. But yeah, Chris Paul and those and those other veterans like Gallinari and whatnot, they held their composure, pulled up the youngins like Shea, and they they bounced back. And now it's now it's a two two series, man. Best of three from now on. So um yeah. to see. Going, going into this series, I never would have thought that Lou Dort and James Harden would have been my favorite matchup to watch. Just because Ludor is really like getting into him, and he has really some really good defensive possessions. On is that him. a new name he... for you, Ludor? Yeah. No. Why? You why knew, would you say you knew you knew about Ludor before the bu- the bubble? Yeah, he's always been a good defender. Oh, okay. Like he's he's just a streaky shooter. He's not that good of a shooter. Which if is he, funny because really... in college he was the number one option. He at Arizona State. That that's what people need to remember. He got some experience guarding James Harden from those summertime pickup games when the alumni come back and hoop. And James Harden goes there and hoop often, I know, because 
Um, my boy Lizzo plays for Arizona State. Mm. Bro, watching watching that game, it, it just screamed like they needed Russ Westbrook. There shouldn't be a reason why you should have that lead and you're still jacking up them threes. They shot almost 63s in the game. Guaranteed that's over half they they field goal attempts. And Russell with Russell, they just not doing that. You know, they getting they started the like, second half eight for eight. They were three, on they fire. Ended, like, but like you got yeah, then they ended the three for something. You gotta look at like what is what is the word? Law of percentages? But like if you yeah. start off eight and eight, you're probably gonna have a streak where you cannot hit a damn shot. And that's exactly what happened. That's exactly when the Thunder made their run and came right back into the game. God, I love watching Chris Paul do his thing, man. Who the Rockets are, man. The Rockets are just that team, and it, it's funny that they continue to be that way. I mean, maybe if they lose this series, that'll be the last that we'll see from them because D'Antoni won't be their coach anymore. But Daryl Morey is – he's a part of that too. So, mm-hmm. I like what the Rockets do, and I like their team, and I want to root for them, and I want to have faith in them, and I would love to see them win because they have players that I wouldn't mind seeing make a run and win a championship. Like, I would love for James Harden to win a championship yeah. because – I agree with him. I think he will be missed uh, when he's when he's always in. People are going to love him later. Like, people try to hate on him now. But when he is done playing basketball, he will be missed. He's an extraordinary basketball player. Um, and he's he's changed the game similar, in similar ways as Steph. It hasn't been as impactful. Yeah. But the whole people trying to manipulate <laughs> the foul. We see so many people swinging and doing no, all that shit now. Dane gonna, does it a lot now, too. Yeah, I, when Dane comes off the screen and he feels you on him, He's going to just chuck and get the foul. I've seen him do that all bubble. Like, yep. I think he's going to have that same Smart type move, of like, magnitude impact of like an AI type thing. Like, even if he doesn't, he can never win a championship, but I think people are going to remember like how the way his game is played. And there's probably going to be some players that actually kind of model his game like with that step back three and having those type of We already see one on one Those one on one moves, people Luka. are going to imitate them. Yeah. Luca, Killian Hayes was coming into this draft. He, you know what I mean? They, they Every time you. You look at him, you can see the the James Harden esque step back that he's added to his game as a as an eighteen year old. But yeah, I, I just think that James Harden has a beautiful game, and I feel like um, he's put together a nice resume that a ring would just solidify him um, as one of those top guys. And I see the debate all the time: if James Harden wins a, is, wins a ring, is he the third best shooting guard of all time? And if you ask a person like me, he may be. He may be. So. He may be, and I think he also kind of just solidifies that you could win with the type of play style that they have. You know, it might take a special player like a James Harden, but especially as an ISO heavy player, um, you just don't see that many all the time. Yeah, I think they can. I think they're on to something, but I think they just got to tweak mm-hmm. a few things, man. I'm agreeing with you, Mike. The, the, this, this threes, at some point, we got to just take a, a step back and start mm-hmm. playing responsible basketball. They play like an AAU team. Yeah. Play like AAU I mean, it, it's, it stretches where Eric Gordon – he will drive the ball, and you'll see how strong he is because he'll get the and ones and the heavy the heavy contact finishes. But then the next possession, two possessions down, you see him take like a five foot behind the three. You know, five seconds into the shot clock, you're like, you just don't need that right now. You know. And also, I, mean, I don't think they can win a championship without a center. I just don't see that happening because when a they center. go, against, he, he's just small. Yeah, but when they go against a team that actually has a good center that can dominate they're not going to be able to handle it yeah because steven adams that's not who he is right he's not he's not a no. guy that's going to demand touches but if they get out of this round and they go against anthony davis like that's anthony. that's a real problem that is a real problem and hopefully and that'll be the time where anthony davis wants to play center finally and if yeah if we do see that i better see anthony davis destroy 
Because I was moments yeah. in this series where I've seen Steven Adams catch that bitch, spin, and turn around dunk. And I'm like, damn, Steven? Boy, looking <laughs> like he had Pittsburgh out of that motherfucker, boy. Damn. But no, I like the only reason why or the only reason why he didn't want to play is just because he didn't probably like all that bumping it and all that stuff with all those bigs. And he thought he was more, probably more skilled. If get he PJ don't like it against the bigs, yeah. What you yeah. think PJ Tucker PJ gonna Tucker, do? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could look over PJ Tucker though. Yes, that's true. And PJ Tucker going no PJ PJ Tucker seems like a guy who can look at you in your eyes and tell that you're fearful. Mm. Yeah. Our last series we had. What you say? Uh, the Bucks take a three-one lead on the Orlando Magic. Um, they have a big fourth quarter. Chris Middleton scores eighteen and a fourth. Finally, just like looking like who he could be, and they get out. They get out of that one unscathed, and they have one more. They have one more game. Just get it over. Yes, yeah, that's with. what they need to do, especially since they know <laughs> Miami. Miami got their stuff over with. They they got to be just as ready. I can't wait for that because boy, I'm rolling with them boys. I'm wrong. Thing they want to do is give the Miami Heat some more rest. They I, they need to come out and take care of them. I always wondered that though. Like, I mean, it probably comes down to how you are as a player, but coming off days of rest where you haven't really had that feel of the ball and stuff like that in the actual game versus like we just kind of getting out of series, we still got our groove and everything like that. Like, what which would you rather prefer? Uh I mean I'm I like lazy. I'm man. lazy, so let's get back to back. I like to keep playing and being in a rhythm and, and having that momentum. But at the same time, the more you play, the more tired you're going to be. So, I mean, yeah. that's just that's that's just the truth. Um, but if you're sweeping a team, well, all the Indiana Pacers heat games, they were relatively close, except for like the fourth quarter. Some Something would always happen. I think even the last game, literally, they had like a couple turnovers and they just missed shots and the Heat kind of won it. But I think we all predicted that because he just, they were the better team this year. And without their all-star, we already kind of knew what was going to happen. But I mean, he got to be ready to play. So the Bucks, they, you know, they got to take care of this last look game and get mentally ready. Hopefully, Chris Middles could have have another big game too because they're gonna need him next series. Yeah, definitely will. And that's it. That's all. That's all the news we got. All the games we got. Two games today. It's one of the first days in like three weeks where we don't have like straight straight basketball Four from games. from noon. Yeah. Uh, so we get to chill around until like five o'clock. I guess might go be on the Madden. Yeah, I finally got my Lamar Jackson. So I he need be to be running around. All he needs to be charging his damn batteries and stop waiting till it's time to actually record the show to start doing shit for the show. It's okay Uh-oh. to do it properly. Uh, same thing with the meals. Charge the batteries, please, fellas. My camera did not die right now. It don't. It don't matter. You were scared as hell to record because you thought it was gonna die. If we talk, right. if, if KB just got, if we all just got an alert right now that some crazy shit happened and we need to talk for t- fifteen to twenty more minutes, your ass would be over there sweating. <laughs> oh <my>. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I start sweating and we not even really talking about nothing serious. So. You got me that big fella. You got me that. <laughs> all right, y'all. We'll see y'all on Saturday. Dang, the second round gonna be started next time we talk. That is kind of crazy. Um, either way, we'll talk to y'all on Saturday. And uh, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, the Raptors are gonna be winning that series next time we talk. Damn. All right. Well, the Lakers need to wear them Kobe jerseys every damn game. You want to keep talking? Yeah, but those those fires, those jerseys those are, are fire. Yeah, yeah. You want to keep talking? Please don't keep talking. Nah, peace though. We out. <laughs>